0: I am a disciple of my man of God I am a finder of the destiny path of God for my life amen amen just wanted to acknowledge those of you that are watching with us on Facebook live that we are continuing on in our series on the dynamics of destiny relationships this has been a really uh, powerful and empowering um, series that uh, we've been teaching on. And so uh, we hope that you are being blessed by it. Um, We spent um, some time talking through what the husbands do and how important it is for them to be who God has created for them to be. And we've talked some about the wives. And we went to them scriptures that people, I feel like, take text out of context, but we really wanted to put it back in God's original intention for it so that it is an empowering um, type of, of teaching, um, not something that puts you in in bondage. So we're going to continue on with that. And then we're going to talk to the husband and wife dynamic today. Um, and really, really, it's a broader uh, statement. It's a broader statement around the partnership between uh, men and women. But it's primarily really dealing with it. We'll deal with it from a husband and wife perspective, because uh, we are designed to work together, um, and what the enemy tries to do is to create all kinds of ways that we don't work together with each other. And so things that um, things that God used to be complementary, we try to use as competition. Um, and so we have to learn that um, you are different by design. Don't ask your spouse to do it the way you do it. Don't do that, because God gave them something that if you two can learn to put those things that he put together in unity and agreement, then real power can manifest in your situation. So we'll talk some about that. We'll also tell you about how you can um, contribute to what we're doing. And we have some things that's coming up um, in the near future that'll be a blessing to you. And so just believe in God that these things are going to bless you here all right so discipling others uh, for destiny is um our excuse me not uh dynamics of destiny relationships is our series here and um we are uh continuing on in that we have four objectives that we've talked to you about number one is to illuminate the basic power of relationships now we're we're walking our way through all kinds of relationships because relationships is the key um, to success uh, first your relationship with God second your relationship with self and third your relationship with others so we illuminate the basic power relationships especially relationships that are developed for the purpose of glorifying God what's your intent in your relationship what is God trying to do with you um, in your relationship um, two is to elaborate on the love connection as the key to empowering relationships the principles upon which relationships consist and by which they are maintained and enhanced. Um, Three, to differentiate the various types of spiritual, natural, and social relationships and their purpose for being from God's perspective. And our statement is that uh, marriage is both a spiritual, um, a natural, and a social relationship, okay? And then four, to motivate you. Uh, to be more intentional um, in your relational goal, relational roles at every level for relational success. All right, so that's been um, our series objectives, and um, we've talked about the fact we we gave this statement as we're dealing with with uh, relationships in terms of um, the life of a married person or a single person. We say that there is a grace of God to be either magnificently married or successfully single. We're not telling, uh, when we're teaching on this, we're not saying everybody just got to be married, right? Um, There were certainly scriptures that tell us that there were some people who were very effective in life as a single person. Um, The Apostle Paul said that in this scripture in Isaiah that really talks about the fact that God is able to do some some special things for a person that walks in singlehood but really holds it and does it the way that God says it now you, you can't be single playing like you married thinking God gonna be happy with that all right Um, so just stay in your lane if that's your lane but if you're if you're in singlehood but you believe in God for a partnership then I want you to be effective in that marital partnership um, the, the, the struggle that we have is that there are times where uh, single people act like they want to be married and then married people act like they want to be single, okay? And so sometimes we're dealing with folks, um, folks in a struggle and uh, we just, I, I want you, listen, if you're in this thing, you need to be as effective as God wants you to be in the thing that he's called you to do. All right. Um, And so um, but right now we're we're specifically dealing. um, We've been dealing in depth with the wives. And so we had dealt with the husbands first. Right. I came for the men first. So I tell all my sisters, don't you know, don't be mad at me because you were saying amen when I was giving the brothers what, what they was due, So you need to be still in the game when I come for you, too, in Jesus name. All right. Um Ephesians chapter 5 verse 21 through 24 and then we're going to read verse 33 we're reading those out of the New King James version Ephesians chapter 5 starting at verse 21 and it says submitting to one another in the fear of God wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife as also Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body Therefore, just as the, the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Now skipping down to verse 33, and it says, Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. So one of the key things that we, we want to really grasp hold of um is that there are primary needs for each spouse, but they are different. A woman needs to feel a consistent flow of love. That's what it said. That's what that said. That's what Paul told us. A woman needs to feel that. And... If you haven't learned her love language and if you haven't stayed current because you got to both learn the language and then you have to re-up. You know, it's like when you're in the military, like you do a tour duty and then at the end, if you want to go longer, you have to re-enlist. So, so enlisting one time, at, you know, to tell her that first time that you was going to marry her, she's looking for you to re-up. Pretty much every day. Okay, she's looking for you to re-up. And that's a need. But hold it, hold it, hold it, sisters. And that's true. Um, a man will leave a really nice, fine woman for a woman that don't look as good if she feels she respects him better than the one at the house does. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, cause you be looking at him like, why did he leave me for her? And then you looking at you looking at what you got, looking at what she got, and you like, what I got is better, and it might be. But if she is feeding his need to be respected, if all he hears at home are the problems, what he's not doing, what he's not saying, how he's not, what he's not, and then he goes there on a job or some other social in place and all she's showing in him is all of the stuff, man, you, man, you just, all of that in a bag of chips. Before it becomes sexual, it's emotional because he has a need to feel respected. Okay. So you have to be careful on that. That's why I tell women, I say, listen, 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 let me help you. Don't go home telling your, telling your husband, see what Pastor David do. Don't do that. Don't do that to me, because then you make it hard for me to help him. Because now he sees, instead of seeing me as a pastor, he sees me as the competition. Because you don't don't compare him. You have violated his need to be respected. All right? So God... And 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 <laughs> some woman said, You just you just you just got an ego. Listen, God made him with that ego. You need him to have some fight in him. My statement is, right? Remember, we talked about it last week because I'm still in some review, that the head of a wife is her husband, and the head of the husband is Christ, and the head of Christ is God the Father. So you don't want, you, you, don't, you don't want to take his ego from him because that's what he needs to fight in the, in the dog-eat-dog world. What you want from him is to make sure that his ego is submitted to somebody of a higher order. That's what you want. You want to be able to, you know, be able to take it to a second level and know that you got somebody who can tell him, okay, now, now you're getting out of the way. Okay, that's what you want, right? So you want a man that has that and you want to respect it and you don't want to compare him. Please, please, please. Because sometimes the help is not helpful. Okay, if you get that wrong, your help is actually hurting. Right. And then if you get it wrong way, you know, Proverbs has a lot. I'm going to go into the scripture to say it's better to dwell in the corner of a housetop than with an angry woman in a big house. OK, now that's just as much as the Bible's everything else. I'm just saying. OK. And so we want to make sure that we don't violate a man's need to be respected. I'm one of, here's one of my things. Listen, I I know it's not as popular today, but you you need to think about if you don't want to take his name. That's a big deal to a brother. I just, I work hard to make my name a good name. Okay. The Bible says a good name is worth more than gold. That's what the words say. So I work hard to have my name be a good one. So to me, and I'm telling my daughter this, listen, 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 now your dad's name was a good name. Okay, but when you go to the altar, you're trying to trade me in and upgrade. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you, but but a brother gonna feel some kind of way if you like your daddy's name more than his name. It's a respect issue. Listen, <laughs> wives be subject as unto the Lord. You take Jesus Christ's name. And God called their name Adam. It's, that's a respect issue. All right, and I know it's it's all contemporary but every brother I know that's had to deal with it feels some kind of way. I don't know one that don't. I had a name. Listen, you had a name before you married him. I know you was you was you was big ball and you were large and in charge. I feel you. And my ego isn't that I can't say that you didn't have and weren't doing business in your own name. I'm just telling you. If you want him to make the changes and identify himself as a husband, a house bander, the one that pulls the house together, then the respect of taking his name is a big deal for brothers. I know in our in our uh, in our fully empowered culture, people I don't mean that. No, I mean that. Your pastor said it mean that. Okay. That was free. Hallelujah. (laughs) All right. Um, So we gave you and this is just for review. We gave you seven key points on headship and helps from Christ's example. What we've told you is, is that there is a position of headship and a position of help. Helps doesn't mean second class citizen. That's the thing that the devil tries to get into ladies' heads. And he also tries to, just just so that we're clear, he tries to get it in men's heads too. Right? Um, And then you can destroy the thing that God intended to build because you come at it with the wrong perspective. All right, so let's look at this list. Seven key points on headship and helps from Christ's example. Number one, we said there is a relationship in scripture of headship and helps. Um, two, for example, the husband is the head and the wife is the help. And we're going to show you the scripture that it is a helper suited for him. A helper meet is the word. You know, some people says it says helpmate. The Bible didn't say helpmate. It says help meet. Now, it's not that you aren't a mate. It's just that it says The word meet means, I like the way the amplify says, um, suitable, adapted, and complementary. Complementary. I like that because uh, it means that we're supposed to be able to work together and the pieces I don't have, she's supposed to have and those pieces are supposed to be able to work together in harmony because that's what it means to be complementary okay but headship and helps is a pattern of organization in scripture all right so for example christ is the head um the church is the help All right so we gave you that example Right? Christ is the head, the church is the help. Number four, if Jesus Christ is the giver of the five full headship gifts, then the Holy Spirit, the helper, is the head of the helps ministry. He is called the helper, and the anointing of helps comes from him. All right? Now, something gets wrong when the helps tries to override the head. That's why I don't like and I disagree with what I call deacon-possessed churches. Yeah, that you know, it's nothing wrong. Deacons are elevated, but they're elevated to assist. They weren't trying to, they're not supposed to be running the pastor. That's not, that's not how Jesus said, now you can do what you want to. But that is not the order that God gave because they're supposed to be helps. Now, when they go home. Brothers, they can still be the head. It's, you see what I'm saying? What I'm trying to get people to understand is that there is a dynamic of headship and helps that comes in. And, and it's not, um, you should be able to fit within each role. Because even if you're the head of your wife, husbands, you should be the help to Jesus Christ. Even though Jesus is the head to the church, he is the help to his heavenly father. First Corinthians 15 tells us when he has put down all the enemies under his feet, he's going to take this whole kingdom and give it to his father and just sit his happy self down. That's what your Bible said. Yeah. Yeah. It says that. So what I'm telling you is listen, when I was first, when I first, um start working at work as you know I was working with 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 my wife uh she was she was a smart one I was the junior engineer she was the one that was training me my ego was fine I knew what I didn't know and I'm like man she really good I could marry her in Jesus name in Jesus name so all of that goodness all of that fabulousness I was like listen I want that's a keeper I need help, and she good at it in Jesus name, okay, I don't listen. I told her you don't have to dumb down for me, no, I need you in all your fabulousness. I got a big job to do. I need help, so we're supposed to be able to identify here this isn't this isn't to make me feel bad, it makes me feel good you know. <laughs> At work, they were calling me David McQuarters. Child please. They were, that's my wife's maiden name. So they were trying, they they were trying to punk me, make me feel bad because my wife is all super smart. Child please. Then on the side, they was like, well, man, David, your wife really smart. She knows what you do. Like, I can't, I can't, my, my wife don't even know what I do. Oh, but you was hating on me trying to mess up my house. If I let you get in my head, you would have messed up my good thing, wishing you had what I got. I'm just saying, you you got to watch people. They'll mess up your stuff, wishing they had what you got. All right. Number five, there is a matching gift in 1 Corinthians 12 of governments and health. So... For both the example of headship authority or helpful submission, Jesus Christ is the standard. For the headship authority, I see how Jesus dwells with the church and ministers to her needs. In helpful submission, I see how he trusts that God won't allow him to be permanently damaged by taking the role under authority. Yeah. So all of us in every assignment we have, we all got to be like Jesus. Now, that makes sense, right? That fits fits what I understand about my Christian experience. All of us have to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Nobody gets exempt from that, okay? So we should all be looking at his life as the example of how we do what we do, okay? All right, first, Peter, I'm going to read three, and I'm going to read one through seven. One through seven is what we're going to do on this one, all right? Just because when it when it says the likewise, we know that it's talking about us all being like Jesus, because that's where chapter two ended up. Right. All right. So wives, likewise, like Jesus, be submissive to your own husbands, just like Jesus is submitted to the father, that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives when they observe. Your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. And a more accurate word there is not you're not supposed to be afraid of your husband. The accurate um, significance there is that you're supposed to have reverence for him. Like I've seen wives talk to their husbands like they, I'm like, listen, you've been barking orders all day at work, but pump the brakes. You're at home now. It's your husband pump the brakes I I I know like (laughs) you've been barking at the kids all day and then the husband come in and you still barking Ah! pump the brakes your chase conduct cover um, accompanied by reverence is, is a more accurate statement do not let your adornment be merely outward arranging the hair wearing gold or putting on fine apparel rather let it be the hidden man and i told you that from the previously the hidden man of the heart is the way the king james translates it and it's more accurate the hidden man of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is in which is very precious in the sight of god verse 5 says for in this manner in former times the holy women who trusted in god also adorned themselves being submissive to their own husbands as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are, if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. All right? Now, verse 7. Verse 7 says, Hallelujah. Husbands, likewise, dwell with them according with understanding, I like the way the King James said, according to knowledge, giving honor to the wife as to the more delicate vessel, that's the more accurate translation, and as being heirs together, the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. All right. So both husbands and wives have a likewise. Right. Everybody's got to do something like Jesus. Okay. And... um The husband's likewise says that the head that he submitted to is grading on how he exercises headship. So if he does it wrong, then God grades him and his prayer life gets cut off. He can't get orders from headquarters because God is grading. Now that says something about relationship. Listen, listen, listen. And, and remember, I showed you from Genesis chapter 20, that um, in the case of Abraham and Sarah, when Abraham didn't step up and man up, God said, step aside, little brother. I'm going to take care of this one. She my daughter. And she told that king, you better recognize because he was about to take him out and his whole country. I told her, I told y'all that Sunday, I said, God is the original OG, okay? He, he was like, I, you messing with Sarah? I, hey, I'm going to take you out, man. And he wasn't playing. He said, listen, I don't know if Abraham got it, but I got her back. And so what I'm telling you is when you assume the position of submission, it doesn't mean second class. It just means second rank. It's a military term. Submission is a term of an order, like a general is submitted to the commander in chief. Now he may exercise a bunch of authority, but when he comes to the commander in chief, he still, he still recognizes and still salutes. Even though there could be hundreds, thousands of um, soldiers saluting him, he still recognizes that there's a rank above his. And that's what it means. And what I tell people is, listen, you can run the whole universe from the second chair. Jesus does. With all of the stuff he do, he will never be first chair with his dad. He ain't freaking out about it. You shouldn't either. If you understand and can really make this work, there is power. If you go on and read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, what you realize is um, that the angels grade you on your submission. And if you are submitted as a wife, when you say some angels are empowered to go to work. Why? Because everybody needs to be under authority. See, I have, listen, 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 listen. I know I'm not everybody's pastor, but I think everybody needs one. OK, now, just like a wife needs to be submitted to her own husband, a church member needs to be submitted to their own pastor. I don't, I don't want people to get confused. I don't try to, you know, people come and some people ask me for counsel. But I'm like, you know, if you go into another church, I pump the brakes on that. I'm like, listen, man, I'm not I'm not your dude. OK, I don't want to get you confused now sometimes i'm a specialist and i have relationships and i can do all of that but i have a different thing if you committed yourself as a membership to destiny generation then i'm saying i'm your man of god okay and so we all why is that important because it's one thing to say i'm just submitted to christ in the ether sphere it's another thing to have delegated authority that you say, okay, practically I'm committed to this person. And even as a pastor, listen, there are some folks, if y'all have a problem, there's numbers that, that Lady Nedra have. To, she got some folks on speed dial. Pastor David, get off. There's some numbers she can call, and there's folks that will get me told. And I'm going to – I'm I I have said to myself and to them I don't have the right to just tell you no. Why? Because this principle of authority and submission is so ingrained in scripture. I don't feel like I'm I don't feel comfortable with myself if I don't have somebody to answer you now. Everybody can't tell me nothing, but if nobody can tell me something, something's wrong with me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I just think that it needs to make sense. I'm telling y'all, y'all need to do what I say. Y'all need to, y'all, y'all need to know that there's some people I do what they say too. Listen, I'm right in the middle of some major moves because one of my fathers in the face said, I think you need to do this. That wasn't on my list. And I looked at who said it and I said, yes, sir. okay now now i have enough bible enough spirit to know okay he ain't lead me off a cliff i'm not saying that right why submit as is fit in the lord he tell you to do something crazy then you say bro you on your own now now don't stop the dumb stuff okay stop the dumb stuff don't don't ask me to do crazy stuff come on i give, give him that tyler Perry. i can do bad by myself Okay, but if you're within the boundaries, then I got to deal with who said it and what they said. All right, so we gave you these seven keys, and then we'll get on to our new content for today. Um, seven keys on submission from 1 Peter 3, 1 through 6. Number one, there is a level of submission to your designated authority in marriage that can turn around difficult marriages. Paul said that that... If your husbands aren't won by the word, they can be won by your conduct without words. So that submission is able to turn things around. Two, submission doesn't equal subservient. Just because you heard that doesn't mean God said that. All right? People think, I put my pants on like you put your pants on. Listen, 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 yeah, you can wear pants. I mean, you know, they make jeans for women and men too. Right? People say that in church. He can't tell me what to do. Yeah, you do put your pants on. But God put something on, an anointing on on my pants that he ain't put on yours. I ain't mad at you. I'm just telling you he did. Okay? And you need to respect that if you want to get the benefit from it. So, people have said, you know, people treat submission like it's the other s word <laughs> like you don't custom and it's not and the devil tries to put that in folks head cuz he understands that there's power in our relationships when we put them in the right place that's why he's fighting that so hard he does not want the power of a husband and wife working together to go forward because there's so much power in it. If you two get together, he's he's locked out because what the husband doesn't have, the wife has. And what the wife doesn't have, the husband has. And if they know how to work together, there's so much power that he's like, listen, I better keep them divided. Because if I get them, if if they get together, man, they're going to turn my house upside down. They're going to run. (laughs) I almost said they're going to run me the hell out of here, but I don't want to say that because your ears may be too sensitive. But that's that's what he thinking. All right. Three, you are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. The hidden man of the heart lives with the revealed woman of the soul. Even a woman has a spirit man. Okay, so that's really important. That's why I don't believe in women preachers. Her body ain't doing the preaching. It's her spirit, right? That's why I believe in women preachers. Because she has the same spirit man like I do. Okay, it's just that God put hers in a female house and put me in a male one. Because just because you can say words doesn't make you a preacher. All right. Number four, though you can out talk your husband. Though you can out talk your husband. Though you can out talk him. This battle isn't won by words. That's what that said, isn't it? It said you can win him without words. Okay. And now I try to get men to amp up their conversation because sometimes we can my wife say I run out of words some days. Cause I'm I'm I can be introverted. You know, and once I once I done fought my fight today, I just want to shut and come home and just and I want passive information. So, you know, I'm trying not to be dumber than my smartphone, but some days I'm better than others, if you let her tell it. And that's true. She ain't lying on no. me, she ain't lying. I have to watch it, but there are certain battles this scripture says that aren't one that can be won without words. Okay, a uh, five-year lifestyle is one of good behavior and high respect. That's what God looks and He says. And it, remember, it's not this. Some people try to be meek and quiet, and then they just shut their mouth. But their spirit is still talking. What's wrong? Nothing. And then you look at her and you're like, no, no, something wrong. Your spirit, even though your mouth is saying the words, your spirit doesn't agree with what your mouth has just said. And if you're a wise husband, you done figured out, okay, I need to wait an appropriate amount of time, then I need to (laughs) reengage. Don't let that go. What she said is, all right, I'm going to go on to sleep. Child, please. Okay, it's going to be worse tomorrow. (laughs) I'm just, I'm trying to help you. Okay. And remember, if she's adorned with, remember what God told to Samuel, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. If you got this kind of heart, God values that as being of great price, highly valuable, okay? So man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. That's what he said. So what I told you is, God was looking for a king, and he said, I'm going to get a man whose spirit or heart is like mine. Samuel had a regularly scheduled program, but Samuel, the man of God, God said, change your schedule. I need you to go here because there's somebody I need you to find. Don't look at the tall, dark, and handsome one. That's not the one because you're looking at the outside. I can see what's on the inside. And then what the Lord told me to tell you last week is to my single sisters, listen, if he can send the man of God to find who's the king, because that person had a heart that he valued, then he can find, even when you're single self, he can send who we need to wherever that man, wherever that, God, that godly man is and tell him, listen, there's a wife for you in Flint. You need to go there. What? All I know about Flint is the water crisis. What did I say? Yeah, he, he can send somebody to find you. Yes, he can. All right, so you want to cultivate a spirit that God values. All right, that's some good preaching, Pastor David. Yes, it is. Number six, we have taught people to walk in the steps of faith that enable us to be the seed of Abraham, but we haven't taught, taught on walking in the steps of faith to be a daughter of Sarah. And Sarah, the scripture says that she trusted God like holy women should. So she was a woman of faith. And she called Abraham Lord. And when she said that, she wasn't even talking out loud. She wasn't talking to Abraham. She was talking within herself. It was a whole conversation. And God heard what she said within herself because her lips were not moving. There is a whole, like, you, you know your spirit can carry on a conversation even though your mouth ain't saying nothing. You can go into a room where people have been arguing and you can feel it, can't you? You can feel the tension. Now they can try to change because you were in the room and put on a fake face. But their spirit still talking. So what I'm telling you is that that you can have something on you that God really recognizes and fully respects, all right? Then number seven says, the scripture lets us know that Sarah was fearless. It says, as long as you are not afraid with any amazement, that nothing moved her. She got to a point in her trust with God that she was fully confident that God had her back. That's how you want to be in your submission. You don't want to just be like, eh, that's different than whatever he give to me, I'm going to just take it. No, no. It's clear he's great because he said your prayers will be hindered if you get this wrong, bro. So it's clear that God's actively involved in this marriage relationship. He is watching, he is grading. Now, there's grace in it, praise God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I don't know if that's good for nobody else, but that's certainly good for me because, brother, don't get it all the way right, all the way in time, right? I'm just saying. But I do want to have clarity that God is involved and that when I'm in a submitted position, if things get too bad, he'll move the other partner and he'll handle it himself. Because that's what he did for Sarah, right? All righty. Okay, so I summarized that. That was You'll see that in Genesis 18 and then chapter, Genesis chapter 20. Now let's go on to Genesis 1, 26 to 29. I'm going to speed through this passage of scripture, because we've talked about this a lot during um, during our first series of the year, Destined for Increase. But I want to bring it from a relationship standpoint, so there's some, some things that's there that I really want to emphasize. Genesis chapter 1, 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Notice the dominion is to the them. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Seems like the only thing that they didn't have dominion over is another person. Notice that? They have dominion over a bunch of stuff, but they had, there was no dominion over another person, was there? So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Oh, so not only does the them get the dominion, only the them gets the blessing. He didn't give the blessing to the him. He gave the blessing to the them. So if the them get out of order, then somehow the dominion gets lost and the blessing gets eliminated, doesn't it? Because those were things he gave to the them. Then God blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. To the them, he said, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, see, he said to the them, see, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed to you it should be for food. So to the them, he gave dominion. To the them, he gave the blessing. To the them, he gave seed. Those were not to the hymns. That was to the them. Why is that important? Because see, I want you to understand something. There are things that I really want to do. Because God has made me as a man, and I'm going to talk about this in a second, the visionary, I can have a vision, but I have to communicate it to my wife and see does she get in an agreement. And if she's not in agreement, I have to sit my happy self, happy self down and wait. Why do you do that, Pastor David? I'm God's man of faith and power. I'll just run off and do it. No, nah, bruh. Sit your happy self down, because God won't give the blessing to him. The blessing is only to the them. So I have to wait until we get an agreement. And when we get an agreement, however long that takes, it's worth it. Why? Because there's a certain blessing that won't come to the him. With all my anointing and stuff, with all of the word and the scripture and the Bible and everything I know, if my wife isn't in agreement, I got to wait. I see me run off, leave jobs. I'm going to start my business. Is she in agreement? Nah, no, nah, but that's okay. No, nah, bro. Don't, do <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. She's not in agreement. You need to wait. You need to wait. You better go home and do some home ministry. You better talk. You better talk. You better sell the vision. You better get her in on it. Because some things won't manifest if it's not to them. See, my wife, I just told her what to do. No, no, no. You don't. He didn't give dominion. To, he didn't give dominion of mankind over mankind. You can't make her do something. She got to stand before Jesus for herself. You can't make her submit. She got to willingly want to. If she don't want to follow you, it don't count. That's why it wasn't talking to the husbands and said, "Husbands, make your wife submit." That's why I have problems when brothers start trying to, you know, get all violent and coercive and stuff. Listen, you ain't in the Bible, man. Stop that. When does Jesus make you do something? He'll let you go to hell if you want to. He won't make you do nothing. You have to decide, I'm going to submit and make him my Lord. No, nah, bro, he, he ain't going to make you do nothing. So there are certain things that just have to wait. Honey, can I buy that? I don't think it's time man i really i got the money i could just do it <laughs> hold it hold it hold it pump the brakes you got to pump the brakes because we got to be in agreement on that i'm just saying we got we got to be in agreement because the blessing only comes to them All right. So if you know you want to do something later, start working on the agreement now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get her there. It's going to take a minute, so I'm going to start early. (laughs) Don't just be springing it on her at the last minute. I think we should do this. Hold it, hold it. I got to start talking ahead of time. Got some flowers. I want to get the mood right because I want to have the right conversation. I want to make it easy for her to get into agreement. I just, hey honey, you look like, listen, I don't wait on the, you know, it's been a long day. You know, she she had the hustle and bustle. This ain't quite the day. This is not the day to try to spring that one on. I want to, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying, I I'm, I want to work this thing because I need the agreement. If any two of you shall agree as touching anything, that they ask it shall be given to them of my heavenly father for, because where two or three are gathered together in my name jesus said there i am in the midst of them he only gives he only gives the things that agreement needs to the them the him can't get the things of agreement that means the thing that i'm praying for she got to want it for me just as much as i want it or because if, if she don't want it the same way i want it if it's just something i want that that she doesn't want, I can't get it because he only gives it to the them. Yeah, yeah, that's why agreement is so important. Yeah, how can one chase a thousand and two put 10,000 to flight? Agreement has a multiplicative effect. So stop rushing off. Stop stop being married, acting like you're single. I have to sit down and wait. I think I I can do that. I I want that. No, I don't think think we should do that now. Yes, dear. And keep it moving. And then I come back and wait for it again. (laughs) I really think we could do that. No, but I got to wait. Because the dominion isn't given to just one of us. We have to get in agreement on that. Oh, okay, this is even in church. Okay, the Lord is moving on me to sow that seed. Remember, he gave the, them the seed. Honey, I don't know. No. Okay, God, now, God, now I'm telling you. I need her in agreement on that one. Cause it affects our household that's a, that's a number two that's a number two big for me to do on my own now we have within our operating budget there's a certain level that i can just do right and listen that's not the time for me to say i'm the man and start pulling on my pants i'm the man at this house i'm gonna just nah bro that's not how that works you're taking text out of context I need us in agreement, cause these things only manifest in our agreement. Cause he gave it to the them. Say, say, man, if you got that. All right, now let's go on to Genesis two, and we're gonna read verse eighteen through twenty-five, and then I got one lesson, then we're done. But these are really, really important points, y'all. I don't, I didn't want to rush that. I just, some of this stuff is not, is not super deep. I just needed to drill in. Because I need you to have faith that this is what this is how it works. Because if you got that kind of faith, you will wait. Because you know that once your household is in agreement, whatever it took to get it there was worth the wait. Because your joint heirs are the grace of life. That's an agreement. Joint heirs means we both got to sign the checks for them to cash. All right? Verse uh, Genesis 2, 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. Or I like to say, it's not good for man to be all one. All in one. That's what alone means. I will make a helper comparable to him. That's why we know it's not second class. I'm going to make somebody on his order of his same level of being. Out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was no not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman for she, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Okay. So I'm going to make a helper comparable to him, a helper suited adaptable and complimentary the helper that you have see the reason why my wife having all of this fabulous smartness doesn't intimidate me because I recognize the assignment that I have is so great I needed some very specialized help yeah I recognize that what God has called me to do is so big that he couldn't give me just okay help I had to he had to send a specialist to help me out Yeah, so I don't need her to dumb that down because I need all that what she has because that's comparable to me and to the assignment that God gave me. The help that he gave me was specific to the assignment that he gave me. And she'll tell you in my dumb courting days, I had a few of them when we was courting before we was married in my dumb courting days. That God told her, okay, that is your dude. I know he ain't acting right, but I assigned you to him to help him. So her ministry to me is in honor and obedience to God. Praise God, because that means on my dumb days, she she don't check out on me. Praise the Lord. I have some dumb days. I try to make them less, not more. I'm not sinless, but I try to sin a lot less every day. But even if I miss it, her commitment to me is based on her assignment from the Lord. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we can both work together because neither of our relationships are just based on each one of us satisfying our own needs is based on us honoring what God has assigned both of us to be in to do. Yeah, now there's some power in that, isn't it? Okay, so seven keys from Genesis 1 and 2. Seven keys from Genesis 1 and 2. Number one, the humankind made in the image of God is the spirit within the man and the woman. Why? because we, we learned this last year on our series on worship, John chapter 4, God is a spirit. So the part of you made in the image of God is the spirit within the male and the female, and all of us have a spirit man, right? Number two, the dominion that was, was given was given to man and woman over everything but other men and women. Right? We just read that. When we read the list of what he gave dominion, other people wasn't on the list. So our statement is dominion is not domination. Okay? Three, there is a level of agreement that is required for husband and wife to walk in dominion and a blessing. Right? Because he, he gave that to the them. Right? I've seen so often where... Poorly trained husbands and wives, and wives, and wives try to dominate their husbands, right? So so husbands can try to be domineering over their wives. And (laughs) I heard a woman, I was at a marriage retreat. Lady Nadja can attest to this. And the woman said from the stage, she was trained cause she was around, she grew up around strong black women and they trained her that she had a power between her legs to control her husband. And I was like, the devil is a liar. <laughs> and she said being very honest that in the early days of her marriage, she tried to use her power to control her husband. Those were her words. I'm not putting words in her mouth. See, in all of that's in scripture too. Okay, so so it ain't men that's the only one trying to be domineering. That's all I want to say because I'm dealing with the sisters now. You got some stuff that you can try to pull too in Jesus' name. All right, just want to call it all out. All right, let's just. All right, number four. Man was created within the family, now listen to this, um, well, to fill the role of visionary and leader, cultivator and teacher, and provider and protector. This, this is some really important content here, okay? Um, God made Adam and then gave him the vision first. First. Right, so he was supposed to have that vision that he got from God and lead his family in it. He was supposed to cultivate the environment of the garden and have it grow until he filled the whole earth. He was supposed to teach the wife about that. He was there working before she got, she was even created. So he was supposed to provide and he was supposed to dress and keep the garden or protect it. Right. That was how God made the man. All right. So those things should be in your life long before you need help. If those things aren't there, you ain't ready for help yet. If you get the help, she going to be frustrated. Frustrated. If you don't know what you're doing, how do you know what kind of help you need? Jesus said it this way. If the blind lead the blind, both of y'all going to fall into a ditch. I tell you, ladies, don't try to figure out if he can drive after he's on the road 60 miles an hour and you're in the passenger seat. You need to do that before you get in. Can he see? Can he drive? Do we know where he's going? Remember that movie, Mahogany? Do you know where you're going to? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) I just want to know, do you know where you're going? Before you start getting me in the car trying to drive. The person in the headship position need to have vision. Listen, something is wrong in this church if the pew have more vision than the pulpit. Something is wrong if the wife had more vision for the house than the husband. God made you to have vision. So you need to get the picture, man. And and if you don't have that picture, you don't even like, (laughs) listen, at work, I'm the guy that goes out and hires people. I create the job description before I start trying to assess candidates. You got to know what you call to do before you need to know what kind of help you need. What kind of skills does your help need? You know, I have these two books, and these lists came from Miles Monroe. At least not not the not the whole list, but those words there, um, four and five for the husband and wife came from Miles Monroe. And I wrote in my book when I was single. I wrote this in my book. Well, God sent me a lady that likes business and ministry and music. But well, child, please. He done done. He done done what I asked him for. Yes, he would. I wrote that down. I got my own notes when I was single. I was like, can you can you send me somebody that like the stuff I like? Yeah, he done not me somebody that like what I like in Jesus name. But listen, listen, I had the vision very clear when I was single of what I was called to do. I brought her to this altar I said listen I know what the Lord told me to do I'm not saying I'm perfect but I knew that and so I wanted to be very clear on what my assignment is because you got to decide if you win to help me or not if you know you need to push on but I know what I'm called to do the man's supposed to have a vision for his household Listen, I write that thing down. I work that thing. Now, some stuff has taken me years to to perfect. Some of it, I'm decades in before I'm finally starting to see things that I had. The Lord has shown me in my teens and in my 20s, but I'm I'm working on something. I don't want, I told my daughter, listen, I'm not telling you not to have get up and go, but if you'll get up and go, if you get up and go more than then the man that you with, you don't need to be with him. If he lazy and you got all to get up and go, something wrong. There's a disturbance in the force. Yeah. Yeah, now I ain't saying brothers go through changes and stuff and jobs. I feel all of that. I feel you, man. I understand. But if if your hustle, if your wife got more hustle than you got, something is wrong. I ain't saying everything got to be right all the time. Child, please. All of us go through stuff. If I married a young woman, I'm just telling you, that was significantly younger, she's not going to be working overtime and then I'm just sitting at home chilling watching TV. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Even if I had the money, it's not a money issue. It's not a money issue. Okay, you, got, you just got to understand there's, a, there's an assignment in the role. All right, so man is a visionary leader, cultivator, and teacher. He was supposed to teach his wife the things that God had told him when he was still single and guide them in it, and then he is a provider and protector. Now, look at number five. Woman was created within the family to fill the role of enhancer, reflector, and life giver, right? So Uh, Whatever you have, she's supposed to take a house and make it a home. She's supposed to be able to take groceries and make it a meal. Right? There's something in her that God created to take whatever he had and then make it more than what it was when it was just his by himself. That's why God said after saying this was good, seeing all of these things and saying when he created them, that it was good. The first not good he came to and said it was not good for the man to be all one by himself. I need to take a part of him, put it to the side, bring those things together, because together they can do more than he can do when he's all one. She's supposed to enhance what he has. So you got to let the enhancements go. I got more shoes than I ever had in my entire life. My goodness. <laughs> okay, that's her enhancement. I'm just saying. <laughs> I got more clothes. I mean, at first, like we first got married, like, you know, I had all of these clothes I mean, she had a closet, and it was like this little one in the basement that I had, you know, because all of them was filled. So we got a bigger house and so we have more closets. Okay, now I got more shoes. I'm like, what in the world? I got most shoes than I ever, in my entire life. She's supposed to take what I have and enhance it. Husband don't have power of his own body. The wife does. So she likes to see me looking like this. Then I got to go with it. It's an enhancement. Like I had... I was very specific and intentional. The Lord told me, slow down. What you're doing, specifically work to incorporate your wife in it because some things are not coming through you. The enhancements are in her. They're not in you. You got the vision, but she got the enhancements. Not only is she an enhancement, Does she the person, not only is your wife the person who brings enhancements, she's the enhancer, she is the reflector. Remember when Joseph had a dream about his brothers bowing down to him? One of them was that the the, the wheat bowing down. The other one said, he said, I saw the sun, the moon, and 11 stars. His father said, the sun is me, I'm dad. The moon is mother, and the 11 stars were the brothers. Okay, the moon has no light on its own. All its light is reflective from the sun. It has some of the most uh, reflective material in the whole universe. So all the light that we get at night from the moon is really just a reflection on what's the sun. The question is, as a husband, what is, what are you beaming out to your wife that she's reflecting back to you? Don't hate. You're not happy with the reflection checking out what you're beaming out. Because she is meant to reflect that. So I got to work on what I'm putting out. If I don't like that reflection, if I don't like what's coming to me, I got to make sure my light is really, what I'm putting out need to be good. Okay. And then the last thing is she's a life giver. Now life giving isn't just about having babies. When God was talking about being fruitful and multiplying, he wasn't just saying, fill up the whole earth with a bunch of babies. That wasn't what that was saying. Okay, whatever small, if you have a brainchild, a seed of an idea, can you minister that to your wife to the point that she comes up with all kinds of ways to make that vision a reality? Because she can take a seed and give it life. Not only physically, she can give it life spiritually. Lady Nedra was, we were at an event, and she was talking to another um, first lady co-pastor, I don't know the term that they use, and she's like, well, they like us, she said, the other lady said, they like us to be first lady, but they don't like us to run stuff. I'm like, child, please. I said, no, 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 you got to give this thing life. I am doing, what I'm able to give is the seed of the word but I need you to help take that seed and turn that into life around here. I can't do that by myself. I'm respecting the way God made her for the assignment that he gave me. I'm saying each one of you, whatever your assignment, you need to be thinking about that. What has God called you to do? Then there's something in her to take that thing even if it's small and insignificant. Because the seed that comes from a man is very small, but she turns it into a baby after nine months anyway. All right. Number six and seven, we'll get out of here. Purpose determines design. You are built for your assignment. Give yourself to it. If you if you have these roles, then then you can fill them. Right. Just you got to give yourself to it. And then seven. The fall introduced some other elements into the marital relationship that have to be managed to fulfill God's original intent. We'll talk about some of the defects that happen in the fall and how through Christ we can do that. But that's next week. Amen. Praise the Lord. Did, Did the word bless you today?